Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got your little views, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking What do you do? You eat them. It's me. It's me. It's Mr. FSP. Don't want to do because if you all every day, I apologize for the slight delay. But I got to let you know that uh, I'm in the building. And this week, because last week we didn't have a week four show, but uh, we're going to tackle week five in the NFL. There's a lot going on, um, literally a lot going on. And uh, we we just learned that um, Cam Newton's been ruled out uh, versus the Buccaneers. So that saves a lot of people, a lot of people, some headache, so to speak, about uh, Cam Newton. I wasn't trying to be funny about the headache thing, but is down the clown and and apparently uh Cam Newton's doing what Robert Griffin III was doing last year during preseason time, saying uh, you know, his life matters. <laughs> because apparently during uh the first four weeks of the season, his offensive line decided, we're not gonna block for you. We are not gonna block for you. And we don't care what you do, what you say. We're just not going to block for you anyway, so to speak. So uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but that just happened. Cam Newton has been ruled out of Monday night's uh, matchup versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, much like my co-host, but I'm going to bring him back in. I love him to death because he likes to poke uh, the bear, which is me. JTATM Money. Hello, my brother. What's going on? What a real surprise. A real show. Well, hello, Mr. You know Gardner. How are you today? Long you know time. Don't speak to How you feel, my brother? I'm good, but see, there you go. There you go. Oh, you know I got to push right. the envelope. Come on, man. Come on. Man. Come on. Okay. Uh, I, I'm used to. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. No, so anyway, because you always bring that comments up, but that's okay. We on it. <laughs> we on air live, and 
Let's get it going, because we got an hour and a half. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm all, I've been all priming right. up for this one. Oh, really? Been really? Two it's been two weeks, brother. It's been two weeks. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> How your Mets doing in the playoffs? Oh, my bad. Hey. My I'm bad. wearing a Mets shirt on right now. I still oh, am wow. a diehard Mets fan. It is what it is, brother. It happens. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the first time or last time Mr. Familia will be in that situation and serve up a dinger to lose the ball game. Well, you know, it it is what it is. It so, is what it is. Absolutely. Let's get to it. Here's the deal. So, hi, wait uh, before we go, before we go there, man, I want to know okay. how your offensive coordinator. Uh, job is going. Um, it's a headache, dude. It's a headache. Literally, okay. it is. Um, okay. and besides that, what kind of record we got? What kind of offense do we have? Are we doing what we need to do to put some points on the board? That's what I'm asking. Well, well, I'll answer that. And the answer is, uh, we are uh, two and two. Okay. Um. The character of the team is is a problem. Um, expound expand on that. Well, Explain. There are about four or five solid players, okay. and everyone else is a you know freshman or a okay. sophomore okay. who have never played football. Uh, okay. Organized football. And All right. They are very, very immature when it comes to adversity. So. Okay. Uh, it's been a struggle. Um, I'll give an example. We we mm-hmm. got our our butts handed to us last weekend. Okay. Um, o- on the uh, defensive or offensive side of the ball, makes a difference. Oh, both, both. Both. Um, so offense, the whole offense, team, the whole team just, just got, got their butt handed to him. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, last week. But uh, okay. the offense has the offense has been a struggle, not because it's not there, but because right. the offensive line just can't block. They can't sustain blocks for four quarters. They um, conditioning problem or mental problem? No, no, they, they just. It, it, they just get out muscled. Like we're small, we are small. Okay. Um, so you have to rely on your speed versus, versus physicality. Is that what you're telling me? Correct. And when you put them in positions to do so, when you put mm-hmm. them in positions to do so, it doesn't always uh, yield because somebody will get called for holding. Somebody mm-hmm. get called for. Uh, you know, false start. I mean, when you get a big, big, our MO, to be honest, this is our MO all season. We'll get a huge play, call back for holding, call back for illegal procedure, call back mm-hmm. for false start. And okay. then, you know, we get stuck in a rut. Um, the game before that, we we did very well. We executed Almost flawlessly. Um, mm-hmm. 
this game that we just played, we couldn't stop them. They threw the ball one time, one time during the entire game and won 52 to, I believe we, yeah, 52 to, to six at a home game. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I'm almost lost for words here. You're trying to tell me that uh, a team that you played against threw the ball one time, so that apparently they mm-hmm. they were probably had a bigger line on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. And no, not really. And, well, well, it seems like they, it, they were going to out yeah. physical you out out scheme you is to no, because it, of it of, was it was an out scheme it wasn't out scheme they lined up with eight men on the line of scrimmage okay. uh excuse me not eight seven men on the line of scrimmage right they okay. lined up with two tight ends on either tackle and a fullback okay. directly behind the quarterback the quarterback Absolutely, and, and okay. they dive, they ran dive or wedge, whatever you want to call it, all the way down the field every time they got the ball. Student body left, student body right. No, student body left, student, not 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 even student body, dude. Student body requires the entire line to move uh, left right. or right. They just right. ran directly straight, straight. Hat on, the hat court, on a hat. The court, yeah, hat on a hat, straight up the gut. And, so, I mean, when I say up the gut, I mean right up the center's behind. So, and when we got the ball, we would make progress, but because we were like, okay, well, uh, we're not on their side of the field yet, so we're not going to go for it. We would punt, or whatever the case may be. And uh, they just got out physical. We oh, would let me ask you. Like, yeah. Let me ask you something. Now, if your defensive coordinator sees what's going on, play after play after play, oh, he you put don't eight stack. Men on the line, dude. He you put eight men on the line. That's and you what he still did. couldn't do it. And we still couldn't do anything. What? Yeah. So that, that the, the, the difference is, no well, but that's what happened. Here's the deal. The team we played uh, is the most seniored team in the Pacific. So they had 12, they have 12 seniors on it. Uh, we okay. have five. Um, we five have six. And, the, oh, ours play both sides of the ball because we don't, okay. we only have 30 kids. And okay. we only have 30, we have like, and only, as I said, uh, Six of them are seniors. Out of those six, uh, four have played football before. Okay. Now, and my, my other question, my other question is this. Okay. Now you have you're up against a team that's got a majority of seniors versus uh, in a, a young team. So quite naturally, this senior team that you're playing against is a lot more developed physically. Versus a fre- uh, a majority of a freshman team. No, no, no. They're all no. military. They're all military kids about the same size. Uh, 
But the difference is that the uh, work ethic that I saw in warm-ups for those kids were head and shoulders above ours. All week long, we had terrible practice. We had one day. We had one day of a good practice. And I, I told him, I'm about to explain. I'm about to explain mm-hmm. it to you. During that one week of practice, you know, Mm -hmm. basic things, just run left, run right, you know, staying still, whatever the case may be, we were flubbing. Um, Completing passes, we were flubbing. Um, We were just running uh, the near offense, and we were running uh, flex, which is, for me, is like an eye formation with, the tight end flexed out in, uh, as a flanker, and the slot is the wide receiver on one side, and then you have the actual flanker on the uh, left side. Well, formations, 10 plays, just 10, and there was difficulty with that um, all week long. So... When we're playing, I'm like, I'm calling the same plays that are working. I'm not deviating. I'm not, you know, uh, right. mixing. Because we can't run counter plays. We were doing it in the beginning, but then people saying, uh, you know, stuff is too complicated for the kids and this, that, and the third. So I said, okay, fine. Fine. Uh, then they were like, well, you got the, the you need to put this person in there at running back or this person at at whatever this back. And I'm like, nah, because this kid might have speed, but that's all he has. He's not an inside runner. He's an outside runner. And every time we put him in, everyone knows what he's going to do. We're going to hand it to him and watch him do a sweep. So we gave him the ball like three times. And what happened? They knew what we were going to do. They stopped him. He got frustrated. So I went back to the other running back who was doing well, doing really well, but he has fumble problems. So then I went back to, then I went to my fullback who is actually a better runner, but then I had nobody to be a strong fullback to block for him. So Hmm. he, he was making yards, but then the center kept getting blown up every play. All offensive line, instead of going forward three yards, would always be standing up going backward. That happens in every game. So this week, for the, this very important game we got coming up, because uh, we lost to this team already that we're about to play, mm-hmm. and we have to beat them, we have to beat them by twenty in order to go to the championship, uh, which I believe we can do because their offense is trash. Uh, they beat us because my quarterback threw four straight interceptions and three of them got taken back for touchdown. So, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So even I told the kid, don't throw the ball across the middle. Dude is just sitting there waiting for you to do it. And because our offensive line is so unaggressive Por- and so yeah porous, yeah, porous, that a four-man rush was beating the five and six people I had on the line. He would 
he would literally panic, panic. and throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually came off the mm-hmm. field several times saying, I quit. These guys suck. What? I don't want to play with them. Yeah. During during the during, game. During yeah. The quarterback. Yeah. And he's the best. You, let me ask let me, before you go any any further. Is it what what level? I meaning what the uh, um is the quarterback a senior? Yes. The quarterback is a senior. Yes. And he's he, and yeah. he's acting like that? Yes. Now, here's oh, the deal with well, it. That, that, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Right well, there. That's what, I'm problem. Try, that's what I'm trying to tell you, dude. Kid has a huge arm. Huge arm. And he, he can run people over. And he's, he's one of the best tacklers on defense. But because the offensive line is, is very young, literally, I have no seniors on my offensive line. I have... Oh, that, that, Sophomores and and all, all the more reason for your quarterback who has a huge arm, but he sounds like he's got, and I hate to say it like this, very little heart and a P four brain should oh. should uh, should should stay in there his offensive lines that neck. Oh, dude, because I understand. as a leader, not saying I, I quit, I don't want to play with these guys. What what's that? What kind of well, message are you sending to your offensive line? Well, his Instead father, of trying to encourage you, trying listen, to push I know, you, I know. Well, he, we've he worked, we've worked some of it out. We've worked a little bit of that out because his dad is also uh, one of the coaches. He was, um, he he told me to pull him and stuff like that, and he he gave him a, a, a earful, and mm-hmm. you know, the following week he the kid came back with a different attitude. But you right. know, the the offense, it, it it's there. It's just a matter of getting sustainability on the offensive line. So this yeah. week, we are yeah. this week we are doing something totally different, something totally unexpected okay. on offense. Um, that? I cannot talk about it because there may be someone, you know, listening. Um, okay, but. But the difference is that it is it's it requires the offensive line to move people. Mm-hmm. Now we can move our players at practice. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's when we go play other teams. Well, sure, we because them. Right. Well, th- th- this is a deal, Victor, and. Uh, I don't know if the dad ever tells it, tells his son. I'm talking about the, the dad of the quarterback. Yeah, he, he gets in his butt. He gets in his butt every what? day. Every well, he day. Should, he should get it. You should get his butt. But this is what I'm telling you, okay? On Sunday, NFL quarterbacks, big name quarterbacks, not so good quarterbacks. Look at what they do with their offensive linemen, whether they're doing bad or they're doing well. They're, they're, they talk to their offensive linemen, either encourage them um, because they're doing well or encourage them because they're doing bad. But the offensive lineman and the quarterback has to work as one, not the quarterback saying, I quit. What kind of attitude and, and mindset do you think a offensive lineman, because offensive linemen are people too, it's very important for an offensive line 
to be as one with the quarterback besides themselves. And if you look at the pros, whether, like I said, whether it's a good quarterback or a bad quarterback, they are constantly talking to their offensive linemen. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah. Look at Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Look at all these guys. They don't say, I quit. You don't well, quit. There's no, no. in football. Come on, and, man. And, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing, Jerry. That's the thing. After that game, you know, he still exhibited a little bit of that behavior, but mm-hmm. not not so much. But the the mindset has already been placed with the other kids. Absolutely. This looks at us. He wants to quit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And what I what I told him, what I told him at, at the practice was because mm-hmm. whenever things don't go well, he mm-hmm. he gets an an attitude. And oh. so during practice, as I told you, practice uh, last week was terrible, and he he was losing it a little bit. So I'm slipping back into that, you know, I don't want to do this type deal. And he's getting beat up. He is literally getting beat up. Um, okay. But I told him the way you carry yourself is can be the difference between Ryan Leaf and Drew Bro- uh, Bledsoe. Right yep. now you're acting like Ryan Leaf. Mm-hmm. I you quit. Know, and- I don't want to play this game anymore. I want to take my ball and go home. Come on, man. You're the quarterback. Well, Leader but of the team. The, they that, follow your thing. lead. That's the thing. And I the father and I, we've talked. And matter of fact, mm-hmm. he's the one, he's the one that brought this scheme that we're gonna do uh up. You know, okay. I I don't like the way things went as far as how all of it went down, but I right. understand you got you gotta find a change because if right. if Pro set, I formation near, you know, flex and all these other formations aren't producing because whatever reason, let's find something mm-hmm. that's going to produce. And I, and I get it. Um, mm-hmm. Even though yards, yards and penalties have gone down. Um, okay. I mean, yards have, yards have gone up. Penalties have gone We averaged 250 something yards a game. Okay. okay. That's we good. We that. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it could be a lot more if we don't get the penalties and if we get in the end zone. The problem is we'll get down to the goal line or we'll get down to the five or whatever, and the offensive line can't push anybody forward. So, you know, we're we're jacked. But at the same time, um, I take a lot of onus because I, I call the offense. And sure. it's, it's it's difficult to sit here and, you know, say, well, it's all the quarterback or it's all the offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. When I know for a fact we've had a lot of fumbles from our running backs because they're getting a the ball and then I guess they're not securing it and going to the hole or whatever and dropping it. Or I have this one kid, he has a lot of talent. But he likes to go um, laterally. I'm like, dude, just go north, north or south. Well, not that he's scared of contact. He thinks he sees an opening. But what he's missing is that by going laterally, he's giving the defender 
a pursuit angle. Sure. So once you hit the hole, hit the hole and go straight. I mean, you'll get more yards going straight than going laterally. So, you know, uh, he's in a 10th grade, but he's a nice, he's a nice running back. I believe in him, but people are starting not to. Um, Mike, the guy that I really, really want in there, he got a concussion. So he's been out for three weeks. He's only in the ninth oh. grade, but he's, he's, but he's built and he runs like he's a, a senior. Um, oh. the, the problem is, you know, uh, he lets his emotions get to him. Um, we were playing that game and, and one of the kids, on the other team was being really disrespectful and really he should have been flagged a couple times. He should have been mm-hmm. flagged a couple times, but he wasn't. And uh, my guy, you know, he had like a, a nice 12 yard run, got up and the kid kicked him as he was coming up and said something to him. So my guy got all upset, got in his face, whatever, ref didn't call anything. So uh, I say, calm down, da, 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 da. He's still yapping. I give him the ball and on the next play and he fumbles it. Fumbles it. Fumbles it. Because he's, he's on the last play. Yeah, mine's still on the last play as well as he's looking for the other kid so he can run him over. Uh, and, you know, so I got to pull him out for a minute. Let, it, let him get his mind right. So there's a lot of quirkiness in this team. But the mm-hmm. deal is we can beat the team we're going to face. We can also okay. beat them by the point. We can beat them by the point total we need. What okay. we also need to do is very simple, which is play solid on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Defense, our defenses are strong. We're, we're the Ravens that had Trent Dilfer at quarterback. That's what we are. Okay. That's exactly what we are. Um, defense is our strong point, not because of the scheme, but because of the players. Because, okay. like I said, this past week, past weekend was horrendous. Um, they couldn't get off the field. Um, literally, they, they could not get off the field. Um, the other team did four yards, four yards, four yards, three yards, four yards, 12 yards. One guy, this is how, this is how, how their heart was taken. Our our best defender outside of the quarterback who plays linebacker um, is my fullback. Plays middle linebacker. He plays middle linebacker. Okay. Normally when he hits you, you go down. Well, he hit the kid, wrapped the kid. The kid drug him five yards, okay. and nobody was helping. No, 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 not with this kid. But the problem is no one went to help on the tackle. They watched as he got drug, and that's the mindset that we have. Okay, this dude is going to hit him and tackle him, so we're good to go. There's no gang mentality when it comes to tackling. There's no wow. gang mentality when it comes to let me help the running back move the pile. Some of them do it, but not all of them. Some of them stand around and watch the quarterback get hit. 
Some well, of them stand around. Why running back get hit? I don't. I, and I hate to say it, but what I'm saying, some of the things you tell me, that that comes, and I'm not saying you don't do it, but it sounds like it. That's something that uh, that's coaching. Well, I'll tell you that that's on the coaching. offensive side, no, on the offensive side of the ball, I spent because here's here's how we did it. We broke it mm-hmm. down. In the beginning of the year, um, we I did the, the receivers, quarterback, running backs, and okay. the other the other coach did the line. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fine, I have no problem with that. But then I realized the people that he had on the line, who's supposed to be the best blockers, um, weren't. So, I spent. Uh, two weeks after the second game, because the second game is when we really got our butts beat. And, you know, when I told you about that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent, because we had two weeks, we had a, a week, a bye week, and then the week for prep for, for the next game, for week three. Um, I spent two weeks working with the offensive line. Okay. I mean, I I, I left the running backs and receivers and all that to the other coach and said, look, okay, I'm going to work with them. So I made changes. I put people on the line that I I thought were aggressive and uh, could do what they needed to do, be disciplined, as well as, you know, protect the quarterback. Now, it worked. It worked because the following game, there were – very few penalties. We ran the ball. We ran for almost, we ran and threw, I should say, for almost 400 yards. We ran for, I want to say, uh, 280, and we threw for like a buck 20 or whatever. But I, I called 42 run plays and 12 pass plays. Um, and we won that game decisively this okay. past weekend. And the thing about it, our starting center, and I wholly believe this, our starting center is the heart and soul of that offensive line. He's a ninth grader, though, and he had this, and he still has this stomach bug that um, prevented him from practicing uh, a few times, and it he hasn't completed an entire game. This past weekend was the first time he's completed an entire game. Uh, we've always had to pull him out because of his ankle or something like that. The backup, who's a junior, kid is tall. Kid has size, but he's very slow and not decisive. He doesn't make the line calls. Um, he gets beat. And when we you know, tell him, hey, look, okay, when you come out of your stance, you know, Put your hands like this. Move your feet like that. Do this. Do that. He does it for about three plays, and then he he regresses back to, you know, hiking the ball and then throwing his forearms up and not moving. So it's like, okay, I can't play it for you. I can teach you what to do, but if you only do it four or five times – and then stop doing it, 
I is nothing much I can do. Yeah, that's true. Well, you, you know, you, there is something you can do. You can still you you can reemphasize it over and over again. You know, well, when God comes to the, the game. Oh, no. yeah, oh, I do, I do, when he comes I do. To the sideline things you tell the the, the the one guy that that regressed back to whatever he was doing versus what you want him to do. You got to keep reemphasizing that. I don't know if it's the OC or the offensive line coach. But they got to keep reemphasizing um, the th- that Dude, over and over. I am the OC, and I am the line wow. coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then, I'm, I'm, then, yeah, gotta, I'm everything on keep, it. Yeah, you got to keep re- reemphasizing. That that's that's the only and, thing you can do. Yes, and and when you do that, he goes back out, does it for a few plays, and then regresses, and that's why I said. I, and I told these guys on the field, they, their heart got taken from them. It really did during that game. It sucks. But like the other coaches were saying, you keep getting punched in the mouth when you're going to punch back. And it's true. Punched in the mouth, and they just kept taking it. They didn't fight back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we spent way too much time talking about you know, the high school stuff, but yeah, it, it bugs me. Hey, we could have cut it anytime you wanted. I know, but <laughs> it bugs, no, but it bugs me to the point that, sure. you know, I'm getting it off my chest because there's, mm-hmm. there are a few kids on the team that really give me 110% and execute. But then there are those that you would think would be leaders or you would think um, make a difference, and they only give you half, or they or they 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 don't complete the job, and it breaks down what could be a a big play. So you know it, it bothers all me. I, all, but, I, all I have to say is Doctor Taylor is always available for you, Mister Gardner. If, well, if, what if I'm going to say you, what. What I'll say is that Dr. Taylor was right about Melvin Gordon, and that was it. But uh, we're going to come that, out. Is that, that was it. What's that mean? Next next, <laughs> next yeah. Saturday. Well, you want to talk next, over that real quick? I tried to yeah. tell people, and I also, oh, either last week or the week before, I, I on, my, on my show at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is called The Master Plan, um, Told you about Jarek McKinnon. Going to be, he, each week he's going to get better. And believe me or not, he, 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 it's one of these guys that you're going to want to pick up if he's not picked up already, which he should be, and use because he, every week he plays and he starts, Matt Asiata is going to be used less and less, and they're going to use more and more of Jarek McKinnon. All I got to say, I know running backs when I see him. And Jerick McKinnon is a star, star, no, star waiting to happen. Check, well, trust we'll me when see. I say that. An offense we'll, built for him with a defense that can that can get the ball back, um, and a and a quarterback that can open the uh, running lanes for for the uh, for a running back. Melvin Gordon, I tried to tell you, people. I tried to tell you, I tried to tell you, and I got. The guys on the show, regardless of what show it was, I tried to tell you, 
and I got um, poo-hooed, or whatever you want to call it, about Melvin Gordon, and he's one of the top right. fantasy backs, top five fantasy backs right now. I try to tell you. That's all well, I can tell you. Okay. Okay. Is your back okay? No. I just want to know is your I, back just, okay. I, I told you I was going to re- – uh, uh, um, redeem myself this year and I think I've done it not just with Melvin Gordon but with some other ones and um, I told you about Marvin Jones and Marvin Jones is a very good wide that receiver is true. I told you about that too that is true um, that is true so, so, so I told I, I, I don't know what to tell you two gems uh, you, that you could get in the fifth or sixth round of most drafts that are top receiver or running backs and, you know, that's just off well, the top of my head. Two guys that I told you about. Well, I'll tell you, for the first quarter of the season, you were absolutely right about those two individuals for the first quarter of the season. Uh, okay. I'm gonna get, we're going to get to the schedule in a second. But sure, man. Um, you, were, you were right about, um, about Jones to the point that Golden Tate is an afterthought and was yep. benched last week. Uh, and, you know, Caldwell says that doesn't, he's still going to be a starter, but he's an after, he's like the fourth option on the team when it comes well, to receiving. Now, Ebron, because before it was like this. He can't stay healthy. It, he can't stay Yeah, he healthy. can't stay But before, you know, he, he was out, he was one of the leading targets for Stafford next to Gordon, mm-hmm. and then Amir Abdul, Abdullah, was I think tied with Golden Tate for targets, so mm-hmm. that's not a good thing when your starting halfback is tied for uh, for targets with your number one or supposed number one wide receiver. It's not good. But I, you know what? I can understand it now because I've had to call a lot of swing passes because coverage they're doubling my receivers. Because they can do a four man rush and get to my quarterback. So I can't I, I can't wait till my I, show tomorrow. Cannot wait till my show. I, I got some people, I got things in store for you tomorrow. Um uh, unrelated besides besides it's gonna be entertaining show tomorrow, let me put it that way. Besides fantasy wise, um most people don't know. I didn't even know about this, but I'm gonna enlighten people tomorrow. I think you, if you listen to, sh- to tomorrow's show, uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining show, not just on fantasy, but entertaining in, in more ways than one. That's I all mean, I got to can't... say. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It don't work like that. It doesn't work like that, Jerry. First of all, what's that? What's that? You, gotta, you have to say what it's in reference to. If you're going to tease something. It's about... You, you, Music, and I'm going to surprise some people about um, a person in the music industry that most people, a lot of people, don't know about. That is um, passed away, and you'll be surprised at what this person has done in the music industry. Let me put it that way. You'll be surprised. Uh, unbeknownst person, but when I reveal it tomorrow, you'll, you'll you'll be like very surprised at who this guy was and 
what music he produced. Let me put it that way. Are you talking about Prince? No. No, 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 no. Nope. Okay. Absolutely All right. not. All right. Well, since you've already forward promoted your show tomorrow, there's no need to do it at the end of the show. So let's get nope. down to the get down. <laughs> First get down game. Business, and we got we to gotta buzz through this because we only got like 50 minutes. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening that's listening in. Appreciate you for listening in. Washington Redskins go to Baltimore. So they take a bus, head up I-95, and uh, go to Baltimore, where the Ravens have cut, you know, Justin Forsett for good as uh, as Terrence West has uh, taken that starting job spot. It looks like because Booby Dixon or whatever he's going to be called now is back healthy, he's going to start getting into the rotation along with Allen and some other people. Um, Steve Smith sighting uh, last week, which is very bad for uh, teams that have to play the Ravens. Because when he gets started, you have him and Mike Wallace as deep threats. Dennis Pitta is uh, back, and he's a prime target for, um, for Flacco. And the defense has not been bad. The defense has nope. not been bad. Um, nope. They're healthy. Which, which, they're, healthy. they're healthy. That's the key. Which means that a non-running Washington Redskins team, because Matt Jones is not the answer, uh, they're in for a long day. Now, I'm going to be honest here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I am a Washington Redskins fan. I am a believer in my team. I believe that our offensive players – are superior to that of Baltimore. However, however, comma, the Redskins cannot run the ball. Therefore, all they have to do is play zone to beat Kirk Cousins. And it's it works, trust me. If you've seen teams play the Redskins, when they play a zone, Kirk Cousins messes up. When they play man-to-man, Kirk Cousins flourishes. Um, so... With that being said, I've got to pick Baltimore in this game. Now, um, I'm not looking for any major uh, uh, personnel to to go off, but don't be – I'm not going to say afraid, but don't be surprised if Mike Wallace goes for more than 100 yards in this game. The reason why I say it is – I say this because D'Angelo Hall is on IR, okay? Breland is hurt. Josh Norman is not getting moved left and right. He did versus Odell Beckham, but that was Odell Beckham. Uh, He doesn't have the speed to stay with Mike Wallace nor Steve Smith. Now, you're going to put Soa Craven, who is a linebacker, and I told you guys this early on in the year, I believe he's going to strong safety um, because he comes in as the nickel linebacker. Um, when it goes to passing situations. Uh, I think he's going to go to strong safety, and they're going to bring in uh, another back or, or backer to um, to be the, the right side corner or left side corner. That's where the weakness is. Joe Flacco is going to find whoever's playing the opposite side of Josh Norman, whoever plays opposite side of Josh Norman, is going to have a terrible uh, game on Sunday. Uh, but, again, I see very much fantasy value in this, other than Pitta and uh, 
either Wallace or Smith, Wallace or Smith, um, D. Jackson is not going to have a good game. He's not. Um, if he does, I'll be very surprised. Teams have tightened the, the noose around Jordan Reed, so you know I don't expect him to do too much until we find a running game. Um, but I have Baltimore in this game. Go ahead, JT. Well, I concur with what you say. There's really not too much I can add on to that. Um, I like Baltimore. All right. The return of the prodigal son. And he couldn't come versus versus a, a more meek and weak team. Tom Brady returns as the Cleveland Browns host the New England Patriots. Now, for all those people that drafted Gronkowski and said, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. Tom Brady will be back after four weeks. Well, the explosion is coming. Tom Brady returns. That means Gronkowski is going to utterly destroy the Cleveland Browns. Now, for all of you that have been riding the LeGarrette Blunt train, you might want to jump off. You might want to sell them now. The reason why I say this is because LeGarrette Blunt was featured with Garoppolo and Brissett at quarterback. He will be maybe number two or number three uh, as far as, you know, getting an opportunity to touch the ball now that Tom Brady is back. Get a few touchdowns, but don't expect 20 touches a game from LeGarrette Blunt with Tom Brady in this uh, in this system. They're taking on Cleveland, who is decimated. I know Jerry tried to stash away Josh Gordon, but Josh Gordon was stashing away some marijuana. So, therefore, you know, uh, he's out the league, and Cleveland's looking to part ways with him. Um, Isaiah Crowell, second-leading rusher in the NFL, um, no dice this game. Terrell Pryor, he's actually a surprisingly uh, good quarter, a uh, good receiver for Cleveland this year. I think he's their leading receiver. Yeah. Um, but Kessler is going against a very, very tough defense. Very, very tough defense. I don't, I don't think it's going to be uh, a walk in a park for New England. But I do see Gronk getting the end zone at least twice in this game, and Cleveland goes to 0 and 5. Uh, let the grumblings begin in the land, JT. Well, let me put it this way: Gronk has been um, getting more and more of the offense. 67% of the um, snaps he was in uh, the last game, um, but he's still questionable. He's still dealing with a hamstring. I know if it's Gronk and he's active, you got to play him. Um, I'm still a little leery, uh, even though Tom Brady's back. Uh, I'd have to wait and see, in my opinion. But you still got to play him. But I would say temper your expectations. Um, you you got to put him in there. Um, I think the Patriots should win this relatively easy with Brady back and wanting to make a statement throughout the whole league. Uh, but... I'm not looking for Gronk to do a lot. 
in this, to tell you the truth. Um, I say, like I said, I still think he's dealing with a hamstring. He's not totally healthy. Uh, and Martellus Bennett will still be used in the two tight end sets that years ago, Mr. Belichick invented with the two tight ends that he had. No, he didn't. No, no. He didn't invent Jack. Dude, I was Joe Gibbs wait, 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 did that way before he did. Put it this way, he 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 um, revitalized it. Let me put it that way, because once he had those two um, athletic tight ends and one that's in jail, who I'm not named, not not going to uh, say, and Gronk, um, it became popular again. I should say. Let me put it that way, to try to get two tight end sets to two athletic tight ends. Um, I think they're trying to get back to that formula, along with the two um, the wide receivers that they have now, Edelman and, and Hogan. Um, and I think that the temporary expectations for Gronk, maybe um, a couple of weeks down the line, when, he, when you know he's fully healthy, um, he, he may have that explosion. I'm not looking for an explosion this week, even though uh, Cleveland is a one of the weakest teams against the tight end position. But I do believe New England wins the game, bottom line. Now to a game that's very interesting to me. I actually think this is going to be an upset. Philadelphia goes to Detroit. And Carson Wentz has looked very good. He's looked very good. But not that Carson Wentz has looked that good. It's the fact that the head coach has been calling some very good plays. Um. And he's put personnel in uh, in the, the lineup that have been very effective. If you noticed, where's Ryan Matthews? He's a little nicked up, but not so nicked up that he can't play. But the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles has decided to mix his running backs in and out of there uh, to the point that you don't know what you're going to get, but you still have a consistent offensive line. Carson Wentz is using every player on the field that he can throw the ball to. I think Philly got the better part of the deal when they actually got Wentz over Goff. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, the, here's, here's the problem, though. Detroit's at home. I think they're desperate, even though they haven't been bad, but I think they're desperate. They were bad last think week. They were yeah, yeah, last week. But prior to that, prior to last week, they were they were decent. But when you lose to Chicago, that's a sign. I honestly think that what's going to happen here is Detroit is going to find a way to get Melvin Jones the ball ten times or more. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Jones. Yeah, yeah, Marvin. I'm sorry, Marvin Jones the ball ten times or more, and Golden Tate is going to get about seven targets, seven to ten targets. What I'm saying is I believe this is going to be a passing game. Um, I don't believe the running in this game is going to be uh, prevalent. Maybe 15 15 to uh, 20 touches by running backs from both teams, but I'm looking for an air assault in this game. Um. And I believe Detroit being at home gets the W. Uh, go ahead, Jay-Z. 
You know, um, Carson Wentz has been playing like um, a seasoned veteran and, and a very good seasoned veteran, being able to read defenses and not being able to turn one of a few rookies that are starting to not turn the ball over. Um, and I, I agree with Vic that uh, Philly, in my opinion, up until this point, I've gotten the best of the first two quarterbacks picked in the draft. Uh, heads and shoulders of, of what we see versus Jared Goff. Uh, and they're coming off a bye. They have one of the stingiest defenses against the wide receiver position. They're going on the road to Detroit, uh, where Detroit usually plays a lot better than they do on the road. And the Detroit team having to redeem themselves from the poor play they had against their division rival in Chicago. I do believe, along with Vic, now the 4-0, or 3-0, whatever it is, that the um, Philadelphia Eagles are, still believe that Detroit redeems themselves, just like uh, I agree with Vic. I think this is going to be an upset. Everybody's on the Philadelphia bandwagon. Well, this is not going to be, in my opinion, a high-scoring game. It's going to be a passing a game. I also agree with Vic. This is uh, not something we often do when we agree with each other. With, this with is each true. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like this as an uh, upset special. And Detroit redeemed themselves against a rookie quarterback playing at home, um, and trying to come back from the horrible showing that they had last week against Chicago. I like Detroit. All right, let's move on. Chicago, Indianapolis. Now, Indianapolis, they're disappointing this year. Uh, Extremely. Moncrie- yeah, Moncrief is out still. Mm-hmm. Dorsett has not stepped up in his place. T.Y. Hilton has one touchdown, and we're going into week five. Uh uh, Andrew Luck has been beat up. He's probably yep. seen more sacks. He's having a Ben Roethlisberger type year already, meaning uh, several years early on in Ben's career, he got sacked more times than anybody in the league uh, before they fixed the offensive line and, and then got a strong run game. Um, but he's fortunate in the fact that they're playing Chicago. Now, the young kid out of Chicago at running back, who stepped in for uh, Langford looked extremely well last week. Again, they played Detroit, so I'm not saying he's going to get 112 yards again like he did last week. But going against the Colts defense, it's a possibility. Here's the deal. Brian Hoyer is not a bum. Brian Hoyer is serviceable. And Alshon Jeffries going against this secondary should be a great deal of of productivity. With Kevin White gone for the season on IR, that means Eddie Royer will get more and more targets, as well as uh, Heath Miller. I honestly believe that. I believe Chicago is going to be the more physical of the two teams, but I'm going to give the edge, a very slight edge, to Indianapolis because they have Adam Vinatieri, kicking field goals. Hasn't missed at all this year uh, so far. Hopefully I didn't jinx him. But I think it's going to come down to a field goal and the leg of Adam Vinatieri. Um, 
Don't let John Fox's team fool you. They're coming around to his 3-4. Um, Danny Trevathan is, I believe, he's questionable. Um, and they have a couple of good players at, at linebacker for the uh, Chicago Bears. Their 3-4 defense is pretty good. If that run game shows up again for Chicago, Indianapolis is in trouble. Um, that's why I think it's going to be a close game, and I give the edge to uh, Indy with Adam Vinatieri being uh, the key. So if you got him, make sure you start him. Go ahead, JT. Man, man, oh, man, oh, man. This has got to be one, one of the weekends that I have to agree with you. <laughs> Again. I have to agree with you. Chicago felt good about themselves, but I think uh, last week, playing home, um, Brian Hoyer played well against the um, Detroit Lions. uh, But Chicago's going on the road. I know Brian Hoyer is used to playing against Indy. He was on that team uh, in Houston who played Indy uh, last year. Um, and I got to believe he knows how to play Indy. But against the Chicago defense, I think Indy is going to put up some points. And I think the uh, – um, if I was to go to a team, and, and I'm not saying it's going to be a shootout, but the offensive weapons on Indy outweigh the offensive weapons in Chicago, in my opinion. I know they got a good running back. In Chicago, right now, they rookies show well. I know they got a, a, a very good wide receiver who's dealing with health issues, but he's still a good wide receiver when he's healthy or half healthy. He's an Alshon Jeffrey. I like the weapons uh, on uh, Indianapolis, starting with the quarterback and then going out uh, with the wideouts and a little bit of the old man in the backfield. Playing at home, I like Indy, and uh, I think they're going to win by at least seven points on this. I, I, I just do believe it. I think they they just outscore Chicago in this in this uh, matchup. Okay, let's move on. Tennessee versus Miami. Miami has so much talent, but it has been such a big disappointment. When last we saw Miami, AJ Green was uh, beating the crap out of him by himself. Ryan Tannehill was not looking good, and they were on Thursday night football. Uh, Tennessee, quietly, and I told folks this during the the summer, Tennessee would contend for the South title. I still believe that. Tennessee is going to, and mark my word, even though they have Indomitian too, even though they've got Cameron Wake, even though they got, you know, all these great players, the head coach down in Miami, he right now what he's doing, he is already picking and choosing who he wants to return next year. Yep. That's what he's doing. Exactly. Yep. Joseph Ajay, or Jay Ajay, he's done. He, he, he can't even beat Damian Williams or another rookie out for playing time. He gets, what, three snaps, four snaps? Arian Foster should be playing this week, but I don't know. 
Ryan Tannehill is not the answer at quarterback. Even though he's got that $100 million contract, he's not the answer. Tennessee is bouncing uh, back, and they're going to win this game. I know Miami. The fans of Miami are going to be really upset, first of all, because they're going to go to a stadium that is going through flooding right now. Um, And prayers for those down there in uh, Miami and Florida, the East Coast, the entire East Coast, is getting smacked around by the hurricane. But they're going to go to that stadium, play a game, to get their minds off of the devastation that hurricane has caused, only to be disappointed even further by the play of Miami Dolphins. Um, I think DeMarco Murray gets another two-touchdown game. Also believe that um, Marcus Mariota, who's done some very good things down in the state of Florida, uh, makes makes another move. And uh, I, I really I really believe Tennessee comes out and dominates his game and wins. Go ahead, JT. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, these two teams, wow. I don't know who's going to who's going to have more turnovers um, in this game. These two teams, in my opinion, are so close. Um, that mistake prone quarterbacks constantly turning the ball over on on um, on offense. Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota. Um, you know what? Uh, Tennessee's only won one game, and that was against the Lions on the road. Uh, they played the Vikings, they played the Raiders and Texans, and they've lost all, all three. Um, going again in Miami. Adam Gase is searching for answers and searching for play, playmakers. Um, I like Miami in this game. Um, I think they're out to redeem themselves, and I think that uh, Tennessee turns the ball over too much. I like Miami. All right, let's go to a game that I know you have a vested interest in. Hopefully you'll be unbiased in your prognostication, but I don't know. Houston heads to Minnesota. (laughs) Now, Minnesota Minnesota is extremely hot right now. Their defense is carrying the team. Sam Bradford looks like what people thought he could be. Um, He's actually using his secondary, uh, not secondary, he's using his receivers Stephon Diggs has become a major uh, target for him, along with the non-drafted player who was actually a, uh, what do you call him, uh, a, a open tryout player, now a starting receiver for Minnesota. Uh, you talked about Jerry McKinnison. Um, I'm not too high on him, but you are. I'm not going to knock it. But one thing I told anybody that would listen when I talked about this team is once Sam Bradford became the quarterback, or even if it was Colin Kaepernick, Kyle Rudolph was going to explode. Yep. And Kyle Rudolph has. Exactly. I don't see that changing. I really don't see that changing. What I see is Minnesota at home going against a defense that is not that good without J.J. Watt. I mean, it's it's kind of sad that one player is that dominant that your defense, uh, you know, goes from being elite to okay. 
on the other side, the running uh, the running back situation with Lamar Miller, he's getting the ball is just he's not getting that much production, and I don't expect him to get that much production against Minnesota's uh, defensive line. Osweiler, I don't expect him and DeAndre Hopkins to have a good game at all versus that Minnesota secondary. Um, Fuller. Fuller has been hot and cold. He came out really hot. Last couple games, he's been kind of a a really second afterthought. Um, But I noticed one thing. They don't – Houston does not throw to the tight end. Or if they do, it's very minimal. They don't set plays up for the tight end. Um, I do believe that it's going to be a very good game. Um, but I believe Minnesota wins this by uh, four or seven points. Go ahead, JT. Oh, man, I, I am not feeling this game at all. Uh, I've, I've watched Minnesota, and they have a stifling defense on all three levels. Front line, um, linebackers, and backside. Um, I've seen Osweiler, and he struggles, and he's been struggling. And he hasn't been as accurate as I thought he would, um, especially when he's thrown to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think it's a work in progress, and uh, it hasn't panned out as quick as I thought it would. And you're right, Lamar Miller has gotten his touches, but he hasn't found the end zone. Um, I'm not feeling this. Uh, uh, I can be objective in here. Uh, I don't think uh, that they're going to do well in Minnesota. And um, I think that uh, Minnesota comes out here as a win. I hate to say that, but i got to be real. And I think Minnesota comes out here with a win. Okay. To a game that has potential to be a slobber knocker, but if the Tannehill, not the Tannehill, if the Fitz, uh, uh, Patrick, the Fitzpatrick train continues to drop off balls to the other team like he has the past couple weeks, Pittsburgh will utterly crush the Jets. That's a shame. It's a shame because this has the makings of a very good matchup. Darrell Rivas is slightly hurt. I'm not sure if he's playing or not, but you got Brandon Marshall. Uh, Eric Decker, who's I think he's out for this week. But Ozawazi, I can't get his name right. That other young wide receiver, great addition. Um, uh, Matt Forte, oh, my goodness. Very strong defensively, no doubt about it. Offensively, very strong. But you're going against Pittsburgh. Now, here's the deal. Pittsburgh's secondary and their linebackers can be exploited. You know, they can be exploited, but I don't know if the Jets have the right person at quarterback to do that. Uh, Ryan Shazier is going to be out, so that means that I would run right at the young man that's replacing Ryan Shazier. Um, I'd you And William Gay, no, not William Gay, um, Gilbert, Justin Gilbert, he's out. So I'm using Osawahi or... Uh, Marshall all day in this game on a flip side. I don't think there's going to be a lot of running room for Le'Veon Bell. Plenty of air time 
for Antonio Brown. For some reason, I know Marcus Wheaton hasn't been in a game uh, situation except for the last week, week and a half or so. But uh, he doesn't look like he's a good number two. He is the number two. He doesn't look like it. Sammy Coates looks better than him. And Eli Rogers is uh, out for the game, so you can't count on him. Um, That's why I really think this could be a very close game if it's Patrick um, would stop turning the ball over because all my check marks go to the Jets um, when you go head-to-head. But my mind keeps telling me no. But my body, my body says, pick, don't pick the Jets. So I'm going to pick the Steelers. Go ahead, JT. All right. I keep on telling you that history, just look at the history of some teams playing each other. No matter what happens, it seems like it always comes around to history. Kansas City against Denver, uh, the Pittsburgh against the Jets, or vice versa. The history of New York playing Pittsburgh is is not pretty, and it's never been pretty. New York, whether it's home or playing, especially playing in Pittsburgh, is not a pretty sight. I told you about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a backup quarterback. What he's been doing for the last few weeks is not a surprise to me. That's what he does. He's a turnover waiting to happen, and it's been proven right uh especially in the last few weeks. I'm not expecting that to change this week. Um, He's going to have to throw the ball to catch up, keep up with Pittsburgh and their explosive offense. And he won't be able to do it. There's no way, there's no way in all God's creation that New York Jets are going to win this football game. Pittsburgh, say that. Pittsburgh, easy in this game. Okay, let's go to a game that um, could be the game of the week. I don't think it will be. Atlanta goes to Denver. I think Atlanta gets a wake-up call. They're going to play a team that has a very strong defense, uh, much like Carolina, except except I believe Denver has the better set of uh, D-backs. Now, Julio Jones went for 300 yards last week. That means Matt Ryan threw 200 yards to some other people. Tevin Coleman and and, and uh, uh, Devontae Freeman are very good uh, backs. They're a great one-two punch. I don't think they're going to do that versus Denver. I think Denver is going to get their uh, freak on. When I mean freak, I'm talking about Bebe and, uh, and my boy, um, number 10, getting in the end zone. I'm looking for both of them to get double touchdowns in this game. Atlanta's good, but not good enough. Denver wins this game, and I think they win by 10. Go ahead, JT. Look up in the sky. Look up in the sky over Denver. It's called a no-fly zone. That's what the DBs are in Denver. Out to prove a point, especially when they're coming in with a number one um, – the number one fantasy scorer in um, um, Matt Ryan, and he th- he threw 500 yards last last week with 300 going to Julio Jones. 
these guys, Akeem Tlaib, Chris Harris, T.J. Ward, all have a lot of pride in what in what they do in shutting down wide receivers. Andrew Luck. Um, I'm trying to think who else who Jameis Winston. I'm trying to think who uh, who else besides those two players, the quarterback that they shut down. Now comes Matt Ryan with all the ballyhoo of last week, throwing for over 500 yards, visiting the no-fly zone in Denver. Wake-up call, alarm, bells are running off. Um, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, and Atlanta can't get up, not against Denver. Uh, big, big game last week, little game this week. I like Denver in this. All right, let's move on. Cincinnati goes to Dallas. Now, here's the deal. Dallas has been getting by with two very good rookies. Um, Unfortunately, I think Dallas loses this game by at least 10. Cincinnati is not that good of an offensive, let me see, the defensive team this year, surprisingly. But Vontez Burfick is going to welcome Ezekiel Elliott to the NFL. Proper like. Proper like. Really? Yeah. And if, if Dak Prescott runs around, he's going to get welcomed too. Who that who that who that's going to beat them Cincinnati uh Bengals? Not Dallas. That's what I got in this game. No Des Bryant, no milk, no money, no no service, whatever they said in the thing. But no Dez, no dice. Cincinnati. Let's go. You know, this is, this is in, in, in my opinion, this is a must-see game. Um, because, in my opinion, th- these two teams are pretty even with each other. Um, and, and regardless of the defense or the offense, they're pretty e- even – as uh, uh, two teams, um, Dallas is uh, uh, playing at home. Zach Prescott has not had a, a turnover as, um, up until this point, playing better than most people expected. Going up against a, a decent Cincinnati defense that does have weaknesses against the quarterback and wide receiver position and defending it. Um, this is a real difficult one for me to speak. I know Victor probably has a bias against Dallas because they happen to be in the NFC East, but nah. you know what? You know what? It says Cincinnati uh, is by, by – I think the line is about one or whatever. That tells me that's a, it's a uh, flip of the coin type of game, and I'm flipping to the star in Texas. I like Dallas in this game. You and them Cowboys. Okay, here we go. Buffalo goes to L.A. Now, Tyrod Taylor, come on down to L.A. Where the Rams and Todd Gurley have struggled as of late. And Rex Ryan's job has been saved with two back-to-back good performances by his offense. Not yet. Not yet, but it's... Got to but, get into the playoffs. That's well, the bottom right line. Now, right now, it's looking like uh, a Rex Ryan team. What do I mean by that is the running backs getting the ball. Shady. 
We talked about this a couple weeks ago when they fired the offensive coordinator. Uh, what to expect from the new offensive coordinator. And uh, apparently it, it's not Bob or Rex. It was the offense. So, uh, well, now's a chance to prove the same thing. Can the offense of Buffalo outperform that stellar Los Angeles Rams defense? I say no. I give it to the Rams at home in the Coliseum. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reemphasize this tomorrow on the master plan, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on, on Sunday morning. But I try to tell people when they moved from um, uh, uh, Shane Gailey, not Shane Gailey, whoever, I'm sorry, whoever, I forget who the freaking OC is. It doesn't make a difference. When they moved to John, uh, Anthony Lynn as the uh, um, former running backs coach to now to the OC, they're going to feature their best player, and their best player was LaShawn McCoy. Now, he was doing well before the OC got changed. He, he, he's involved more in the passing game. He's given more opportunities to make plays in the passing game versus uh, even though he's, he's, he's definitely an excellent runner. Both these teams, both these defenses, people, this is another thing I'm probably going to come up with tomorrow, are used, used these, both these, these defenses, um, probably the Bills more than the Rams it, it, over the next month. Just look at the matchups that the Bills have going into uh, the following few weeks that ends in, in, in uh, October. Rams are a stellar defense that had provide a lot of pressure. But the Rams are feeling very good about themselves. Um, they they are becoming more of a balanced team, surprisingly to people. Case Keenum is getting the ball out to his uh, playmakers, maybe not doing a lot, but at least opening up the offense for Todd Gurley to do his thing. I like the Rams in this game to go four. It's hard for me. It's almost choking me up to say this to go four and one in the NFC West. Wow. Whoever thought of the Rams will be four and one after this week. Not many. Not many. Not me. San Diego goes to Oakland, and I'm gonna tell you right now, uh with Murray gone for the week and Washington in, I honestly think if you're playing fantasy, Michael Crabtree, Amani Cooper, and David Carr are your ticket for this game. Because San Diego, San Diego's top cornerback, Mr. Werner, uh, not, not Werner. Um, Verrett. 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 Thank you. Yeah, Shane Verrett. Shane Verrett is out. He's out. out. So this is going to be a fantasy quarterback and receiver paradise in this game. I honestly believe that. Um, and Melvin Gordon, I don't know if he's going to hit the numbers like he has in the past. He might get in the end zone once, but uh, I really think this is going to be a very high-scoring game, and I'm giving the edge to Oakland. It's it's just, to me, a no-brainer. Oakland all day. Go ahead. Man, oh, man. This is a typical AFC West type of game. Let me put it this way. This is for you old heads. For you old heads that remember the AFL, 
and how wide open the AFL was in the aerial attack. This is going to be an old-fashioned AFL game between two old AFL teams, San Diego Chargers and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, and, 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 and it's going to be a shootout. And it's going to be last man standing. And last man standing, in my opinion, is the visiting team, the Oakland Raiders. Agreed. Let's move on. Uh, the Sunday night game, the Giants go to Green Bay. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. has apologized for his antics and all the other mess. Uh, but, see, that's not the problem. The problem is that the Giants cannot find a steady running game. That's the problem. Their defense is very good. Their receivers, three of the very best receivers, in my opinion, in the NFL. Victor Cruz is back. He's not getting double teamed, so he can be effective. Um, Shepard is a very good pickup for them, as well as ODB being there. But they have no running game. Rashad Jennings, I believe he's already been ruled out. Not sure. Um, but they need to find one. They need to find a running game. If it's too late to to get one when you're about to play Green Bay, in Green Bay, therefore, you'll have an Eddie Lacy sighting, uh, but you'll definitely see Jordy Nelson or or uh, Mr. Cobb in the end zone at least twice in this game. Um, push to the Packers. Go ahead, JT. Man, oh, man. Uh, the Packers playing home, uh, coming off a bye, trying to uh, uh, trying to find a groove back um, or get a groove back, or get some momentum going to the rest of the season. Going up against a Giants team that's trying to find an identity. I'll give you a little nugget here on a running back. If you don't have him, pick him up. What I saw last week is the running back of the Giants' future. Paul Perkins. Yeah, Trust that me when I say, nice. I, I I said it earlier in the season or, or in a, in the preseason. Paul Perkins. They don't have any really stud running backs in front of Paul per- Paul Perkins. The more experience he gets, especially in um, blitz coverage and being able to recognize and pick up the blitz, the more they're going to use this kid. He's a very good adept. In catching the football, he has to get better in being able to run run the football, which I think he can do. If you have room on your bench, pick up Paul Perkins. He's going to benefit you later in this season because I think he's the running back of the future. They have the wide receivers. They have the quarterback. They need the running back for a balanced attack, and I think that's Paul Perkins. Be that as it may, because of all the weapons coming off a bye, I like the Green Bay Packers in here um, to win this football game. Uh, Giants got too many issues. I don't trust Odell Beckham, even though he may finally get into the end zone with some decent yardage. I think the Giants still come up on the short end of the stick, and the Green Bay Packers um, walk away with a win. All right. Last game of the weekend, or the week, sees the Derek Anderson-led Carolina Panthers hosting Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, if you would have told me that Cam Newton wouldn't be in this game, I definitely would have said give the ball and the win to Tampa. But Doug Martin's not in the game either. So, therefore, I kind of change back and forth. 
Chris Sims or Charles Sims is a good player, but he's going against that Carolina defense. That's not good for him. Uh, Mike Evans is going to get double teamed. That leaves someone that, that needs to be open, which is Mr. Vincent um, Jackson. He needs to be open and get into the end zone. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening too often. Um, I see a lot of Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson in this game, maybe even some um, uh, uh, Devin Funches because he works with with uh, Anderson a lot in practice. But I give the nod to Carolina. JT. Last time Derek Anderson started, with, and it was two games against Tampa Bay, he beat, beat him both times. Um, Derek Anderson had the big arm uh, going against Tampa Bay at home. Um, I like Mike Evans in this. Um, Carolina's offense is not – I mean, Carolina's defense in the backside is not what it used to be, um, and that's one of the direct results of losing Josh Norman. Um, that This defense is not the same defense it was this stifling defense like it was last year. It's not that uh, teams – uh, you look at look what they happened to uh, them in, against Atlanta, 500 total yards, of, over 500 uh, yards uh, against them, with Matt Ryan killing them in the passing game. Jameis Winston, I like uh, uh, to make this game competitive, um, but I think Carolina eventually uh, wins this game, uh, and uh, that's how I see it. Carolina winning the, winning this game, but um, uh, tune in next uh, next week. Tune in tomorrow with all the fantasy relevant players uh, in this game. All week, all I mean, all the games, all the games that are um, up leading up to Monday night. Uh, I'm running them down 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Master Plan. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that's going to wrap this show up because JT ATM Money he's been for promoting the Master Plan. From the beginning of the show, now at the end of the show. Although it's a very Absolutely. good show. Very good show. I love my guy, JT. Um, he's my ace. And uh, when I buy my land in, in Denver or North Carolina, I'll make sure to have an acre set aside so I can uh, rent it out to him. And uh, he can finally retire from that Jersey rent area. Rent it out? Yeah. Rent it yeah. out to me. You're not yeah. just going to give it to me. You're rent it out to me. Oh, hell yeah. You if, you an, if, if you have an acre in, in, in wherever, uh, that means you, you can afford to give it to me. <laughs> nah. Because nah. If, if, it's an acre, if it's, you give me an acre, that means you're going to have about 10 acres. I, I plan for to yourself. have 40. I plan to have 40, 40 or more. That's, even more. that's even more of a, a reason to just say, come on, my man. This is yours. No, 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 no. See, you forgot I got a wife, and we don't give. We ain't in the business of giving nothing away unless it's our kids. But uh, you, you, you can lease out the land. Uh, I'll let you lease wow. it out. Wow! All right, hey, really, you're really taking care of your boy. Wow! You, you know I am. You know I am. Yeah. All right. At any rate, at any rate. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for coming on, my brother. Uh, next week. You'll find out if we're going to the championship or not. Um, yeah, I hear you. Oh, I hear you. Hey, but well, before we get, get out of here, what's, what's the deal with my payoff, my brother? Oh, it's going to happen. 
it just like just like I'm waiting on on the the league safe payment. You gonna get you gonna get yours. You gonna get yours. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm using part of that. I'm using that to, to pay off some of the league safe payment. Come on, man. I know, I know. That's why I'm gonna pay. I was gonna use it to pay, but you said give it to you, then you pay. I mean, no, that no, don't make no, no sense. Well, well, you can put it in league safe, and then I can do what I need to do with it. With the rest of it, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was gonna pay off the other two, and then give you the rest. But you're saying give you all of it, and then you pay league no, safe. No. No, no, you do what you do. What's do what's necessary. Let me put it that way. All right, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Now, when are you going to do that? I'm not going to ask you. Shortly, shortly. Like, okay. Uh, it's supposed to be in a day, but uh, I know that it didn't. Tra- it did. It did not transfer. So I'm waiting for it okay. to transfer. So okay. once I transfer, then I'll go ahead and uh, put it where it needs to go. Will you let me know? Of course. Okay. I'll send it, I'm just, I'll send I'm it just to you thinking. via. No, no. I'll send it to you via PayPal. Okay. That that's what? that's what I'm waiting. No, well, on. you I'm waiting. you're going to, you're going to pay it off, right? And then you let me know that you paid whatever off that you yeah. needed to do in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What I'm you're going to get the remainder via PayPal. That's when you'll know I, that everything's G to G. Okay. All right. I appreciate okay. it. I appreciate nah, it. I got you. Too easy. Just, 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 just let you know I told you so, but that's okay. Screw you, old man. I'm going to hey, bed. Hey, man, you can't, you can't because, because, because uh, I'm doing the do in fantasy, so uh, my my teams are looking very well, uh, and I'm doing very well. That's okay. Well, we're, we're, we're not exactly where we want to be, but we're in good striking position. Let me put it that way. That's right. I, I done struck you down. After your week Unde- one, I've I beaten Unde- you badly every other time. Undefeated. Undefeated. Remember that. Whatever. Guys with big shoes. Undefeated. I may go down this week. One league. It's going to be close. I'm a three, I'm a three and one in beast mode, too, you know, in um, Parlay Palace, Palace, too. So, yeah, but, I think but who so gave you, you that one? Who gave you that one, though? Thank you very uh, much. I, I Thank you very much. I, I, I understand. But, uh, you know, and, I. Who gave you, who gave your beat down in, in uh, guys with big shoes? Hello, hello, dude. Where I'm, you I'm, had a comeback. You had a comeback and won by like two points. I I'm off. Women, it's not how you start. It's how oh, you finish. Jesus. I keep telling you that. I keep on telling you that, and you're not listening, brother. Young blood, just listen to the old man. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. That is true. All right, old guy. I'll talk to you okay, later. Young man. Same here. <laughs> have hey, a good night, brother. What? Listening for all you oh, yeah. people that have been listening up in wait, wait, the wait. beginning of this. Show, Go ahead. From all you people that have been listening from the beginning of your show to the end of the show, we appreciate you listening, and quite naturally, you've been listening too. Oh, I didn't want to play. It did. Good setup, but it's not hitting the. Fantasy, sports, and politics. You wanna talk smack, you in the right place So take a step back before I get all up in your face I know you got to live, you know I got mine But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller, please And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics Fantasy, sports, and politics Fantasy, sports, and politics
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.